0: Hey, it's Jason here. I've got something special to share with you today. Earlier this month, Travis and I hosted the Big Leap Livecast. It was a live online event where we interviewed eight speakers from our upcoming Camp Indie event and asked them to share their personal story and their best advice for taking the leap from conventional lifestyle to a location-independent lifestyle, a travel-based lifestyle, working on something that you love and building something for yourself. And we were blown away by the advice they shared. And as soon as we started hearing all this incredible value and advice these speakers were giving, we thought we have to share this on the Locationity podcast. So even if you weren't there during the live cast, you're here now. We've broken this up into eight different episodes. And in this one, you're going to hear from one of our speakers about how They took a big leap in their own lives, and whatever big leap is next for you, you're going to get some advice on how to tackle that in this show. So you are in for a treat. Before we dive in, don't forget, check out Camp Indie, I-N-D-I-E.com, CampIndie.com, and get your ticket to the World's Most Fun Conference before March 1st, because the ticket prices are going up, and this is a conference that we are hosting, Travis and I are hosting, at a summer camp, yes, you're going to get to go to summer camp and hang out with a bunch of amazing people, get plugged into a community that can help you take your next big leap because they say, hey, leap and the net will appear. But, you know, isn't it smarter if the net's already there? And that net is a community that will support you. And that's what you'll find at Camp Indy. So come hang out, eat some s'mores, do some wakeboarding, shoot some archery, come to the 80s dance party. <laughs> we have a ton of stuff going on there. It's going to be a blast. Hope to see you there. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Thanks for listening.
1: We are going to be bringing on Nora Dunn, who I
0: think our new t shirt designer just became our right? new t shirt designer. <laughs> yes. What a great idea. For those that missed it in the comments, the Camp Indie t shirts, you guys can vote one if this is a go, two if it's a no go. Uh, what was it? You You can explain it, Nora.
2: Uh, well, we were talking about meeting at the water slides, and how cool is this to be able to meet up at the water slides? So it's right. it's no longer let's meet at the water cooler, it's let's meet at the water slides. Right, so it's water
0: cooler, like crossed, crossed out, like out. A Ghostbuster thing, kind of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> wow, I saw
1: you take a Greetings. breath. I, I think you I, I, were... I'm just taking a breath. Welcome, t-shirt designer <laughs> slash speaker slash all-around awesome traveler financial wizard. Noor. Um, so good. Yeah, so good to have you here and and get to hang out with you again uh, virtually. It's going to be awesome to get to hang out with you in person at camp. And uh, Jay and I know a little bit about your story. I was following you even before I ever started my travel website or podcast. So we're talking along. Me time ago now. Uh, we've got one of the OGs long on here. T-
0: Long-time fans, Nora. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Long-time fans. For, not first-time callers because we've talked before on these. But uh, yeah, so excited to get to hang out with you. I would love for you just to take people back to... Because uh, what we're trying to do here is show people, obviously, they're, you know all of us came from a certain situation and, and some of those people on the call and, and listening later are going to relate to that. What was your... What was your present reality or what I shouldn't say what was what is your present reality now like what is the lifestyle that you get to lead and then we're going to take them back to what it was kind of before you took the leap and what your regular life air quotes used to look like
2: well, my present lifestyle is, I'm actually on the Greek island of Crete in the small town of Hanya, where Angie, who's on this call right now, is also hanging out. Angie, by the way, peace. Um, call me. I don't know. Uh, email me. I have a website. It's in, <laughs> it's in the thing. This is hence the the fuzzy me and the uh, boring background. Uh, welcome to my life. My life is constantly changing because I've been location independent since 2006, So, uh, although, admittedly, I do not dissimilar to Kaz, I do have a home base now. I do continue to travel for about half of the year. I don't do winter, uh, so and my home base is in Toronto, Canada, which is uh, under a whole bunch of snow right now. So, I don't do that, uh, and uh, so I'm in Greece right now. I'm able to live and work from anywhere in the world uh, as long as I have a laptop and an internet connection. <laughs> and we yeah, you mentioned and your
0: site in the comments, sorry, it's theprofessionalhobo.com. So you can go. Yes. I'm that not app. just
2: homeless. I'm professionally
0: homeless. <laughs> nice.
2: I make it look good.
1: <laughs> yeah. And apparently uh, Crete has a decent Wi Fi connection because you're here as well as a few, uh, as well as Angie. So, I mean, Hey, you guys are good to go. Um, so then what did it used to look like? Like. Uh, I mean, now you're like you said, you've, you've taken a few different transitions, right? Being mm-hmm. completely nomadic, location independent for a while, now having a home base, getting to travel. But take us like back before all of that, before you were location independent, what did it look like for you? Um, yeah, like I said, back in the real world.
2: Well, back in the pioneer days of 2006, mm-hmm. uh, when terms like digital nomad and location independent hadn't been in, invented yet. Uh, I was running a financial planning practice. And somewhere in, I just kind of woke up one day. I I mean, there's a series of events that led me to it, uh, as as usually happens prior to anybody's major life decisions. But ultimately, uh, the ton of bricks that hit me was the realization that I was just putting in time. I was putting in time, waiting for retirement so I could live my dreams. And my dreams were to be able to travel the world in a, in a long-term and culturally immersive ways. I wanted to climb the mountains of the world. I wanted to volunteer around the world. Mm-hmm. I wanted to break bread around dinner tables uh, around the world. I wanted to crack the cultural code and understand how people play, work, think, what they eat. And I realized I couldn't do that while still living a conventional lifestyle and, uh, and just taking vacations a few times a year. So and I also realized I was putting in time. It's like, wow, okay, am I willing to really just kind of put in time in this life that I have for another 30 years waiting for a conventional retirement when I may be unwilling or even unable to do these things that I I want to do? The answer was no, I was unwilling to put in that time. Uh, And that inspired my decision to sell everything I owned, which included my financial planning practice in order to travel the world. Uh, and not unsimilar, not dissimilar to many other people uh, who live this kind of lifestyle. I didn't know where I would go, what mm-hmm. I would do, how I would make money, or even how long this would last. I was kind of like, yeah, maybe this whole travel thing will only last like six months and then I'll be out. Um, but the truth, uh, as, as I hit the road, uh, and I will advise people, don't do it the way I did it. Don't decide you're going to travel and then figure out how to make money while you're at it. I did everything wrong. Uh, And I'm happy over the campfire and by the water slides to share uh, all of my mistakes with people at Camp Indy. Um, But I did, uh, as I was traveling, I did develop uh, a location-independent career. Uh, I'm considered one of the OG travel bloggers because, of course, travel blogs at the time were really just glorified online journals. Uh, And it wasn't probably until I accidentally started an international NGO that my blog kind of hit the world uh, circuit in a different way. Um, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's <laughs> a story for is, around the campfire,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. Uh,
2: but ultimately, what happened is I traveled full time for twelve years before I decided that it was time for me to return to my hometown and reestablish a home base. Honestly, something I never thought I would do. But uh, it's amazing how travel uh, travel has broadened my horizons, and it's also helped me appreciate uh, a lot of aspects uh, and people in my life. Uh, and it's helped me. It's helped me come home in in so many literal and figurative ways uh, to myself uh, as well as to to really being a, a little part of this very big world.
0: Yeah, I think you figured out the whole, uh, you know, long-term culturally immersive travel thing. I yeah. <laughs> think think you kind of got that one figured out. Um, no, I actually, am, I'm pulling that out just because I think if uh, somebody out there is watching this and, you know, you've said, it, maybe you're in the situation where you're like, boy, I just want to travel the world. I think that's uh, that's great, but just the way you described them, you spent like a minute or two just saying how you want to travel the world, right? You're like, I want to break bread with people. I want to go. I want to go deep and immerse myself in the culture. I want like that's that's a different intention that creates a different, um, I think, set of goals in some way. Maybe a different lifestyle. Maybe a different way of even living going forward. So I just thought I just wanted to kind of pull that out because I thought it was really cool how you. You you were so kind of, yeah, descriptive with what what it is you wanted to do with your travels and what kind of you wanted to get out of it. Um, and of course, you never know what you're actually going to get out of travel, right? Like you can have these ideas, but you don't know how it's going to change you. And um, last thing, I thought it was interesting because you said, well, it, it's funny because we're getting all these perspectives, which is why we have these uh, you know, different speakers coming on, but Kaz was all about like kind of trying to figure it out while she was traveling. And you're saying, well, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. But then on the other hand, you did it. So yeah. uh, it's, you know, would it have been the same or would it have turned out the same if you did it a different way? It's hard to say.
2: I think there's always going to be a lot of factors that you're not going to be able to plan for. Uh, I mean, certainly you will not, ever know everything before you take your first step, right? You do, there comes a point when you just have to jump in and you'll learn to swim once you're in there, for yeah. sure. Um, so there's there's definitely, it's it's an everything in moderation thing. And and the financial planner in me never dies, right? I'm all about doing things and hedging your bets. You know, it's like I got, mm. I, 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 do things responsibly. Like when you guys were talking with Taz, you were talking about worst case scenarios and talking about the leap, the big leap and taking a leap of faith and trusting that things are going to work out and i believe wholeheartedly in taking a leap of faith i also believe in hedging my bets mm, right? yeah. so and there's lots of you know very practical examples for how you can make sure that you you don't necessarily burn bridges that don't need to be burned uh, when you're moving into a new life or lifestyle or even simple things like travel insurance like mm please don't be that person who says i'm not going to get travel insurance i'll just crowdfund if i get sick because you know i'm unfriending you if that's your stance i'm just saying right
1: now <laughs> no <laughs> more throw you into
2: the campfire if that's how you roll
1: that's right yeah. nura is not crowdfunding any more sicknesses for people you know get your travel insurance <laughs> let them crowdfund you you mentioned this idea of hedging your bets i think is awesome because a lot of what we've been talking about recently jason and i and, and through our leap year program and stuff like that is this idea of like all these small steps to get to the big leap, but when you get to the big leap, it doesn't have to be big and scary because you've taken, let's say it's the 12th step you're taking. Well, you've taken 11 to get there. And so it's just the next progression, even though from the outside, someone says, wow, they used to have this job and now they don't, they assume it like it happened like that, right? And and for some people it does, and for other people it doesn't. And you're saying, hey, I, if I could do it over again, one of the things I might not do is do it so like that. I might." Plan it out a little more. When you took your big leap, or, or talk to us about that big leap. What were like the thoughts around it? What were kind of the fears? What did you? You kind of mentioned like what did you do wrong? What were those things with with the big leap of leaving Toronto, leaving a practice you had built up to decide that you were going to become location independent, even before anyone knew that term.
2: <sighs> um. Okay. Well. See, you know, this is, like I said, when I started, it was the pioneer days, right? So there there weren't the sort of, there wasn't the sort of infrastructure in place to help people along. Like things like location indie did not exist. These support structures and networks, um, there weren't online courses uh, available so you could learn your craft and accelerate your success in building your own financial, uh, your own uh, online career. Uh, whatever that might be. Uh, So, I mean, if I were doing it today, that might be a little kind of, for me, I think that's an appropriate Mm. way to answer the question, is if I were doing this today, uh, I would, for example, I would establish the foundations of my location-independent career before I leave home. Reason being, I found myself in a situation where I was learning to travel full-time, which is... A full-time job unto itself, really. I mean, first of all, just kind of getting into your groove and understanding what life on the road is like, but also choosing your pace of travel. Uh, A lot of people think that spending one month in a place is certainly like as long and then you can just change locations every month. But the reality is it takes a monumental amount of time to choose your destination, uh, research it, book your flights, figure out where to stay, find the accommodation, and then figure out how to just live there. And by the time you've done all that, you already have to pick your next destination. So um, I was learning all of these lessons, these very travel and lifestyle centric lessons concurrent to trying to build my online business and consistently one thing or the other suffered. So it was either my online business that suffered or it was my travel lifestyle uh, that suffered. So it's there's a lot of balancing to be done. Uh, And the the best advice I feel like I could give someone getting started in the lifestyle is get the foundations of your online career going first, and then you can start incorporating a travel lifestyle into the fold.
1: Yeah, I could not agree more. And one of the things that we tell people constantly, yeah, try to get as many ducks in a row as you can before you make that jump. Maybe it's quitting your job. Financial ducks, again, figuring out maybe what your business is going to be figuring out maybe your first two or three home bases so that you have a plan. So maybe you know you're going to be there two months and then move on, but you're not you're not making the decision while you're on the ground. You know, there's a lot of things you can do to put those pieces um, in place. What we want to do, uh, we haven't told people this yet, what well, we did at the very beginning. We want to give away prizes as we're going through here, Nora. And since you're the financial planning wizard, what we want to ask people to do in the chat box, and we'll have you pick an, an answer uh, that you really, really like. I want to hear everyone's like most unique idea for saving money while traveling. All right. And then Ooh. what we'll do is whoever, uh, Nora deemed is like the most unique, funniest, whatever, however you want to judge it, Nora. Uh, so get those in now. We'll keep them coming in. Um, you could see the chat box, correct? Yes. Okay. So keep those coming in. And what we're going to do is give away a book to anyone, to whoever wins this little mini competition. So we're going to do this a little bit throughout the live cast. Um, Jay, this was your idea. I love the idea. What do we want to
0: do for the book? Well, uh, Nora, you have books, so we can buy one of your books to give away, or Ooh. you can pick a book that you, another book that you recommend that we will buy to to send to somebody. So that that's up to you. You want to, you're, you're the, you're the judge and jury in this, uh, this process, well, and so. I
2: also have, I already know what the best answer is going to be. And if you know anything about me and how I've traveled, you're also going to know that it relates to a book that I've read. I've written. All right. So, okay. Saying,
0: let's do it.
2: Hints, that's we we will buy right that from you. Tell people
0: cool. about the book or, or put a link in there so people can read about it.
2: Oh, but I can't can't put the link in the book just yet because, of course, it relates to what I think the winning answer should be for how to save money while traveling.
0: Okay, okay, I see.
1: All right, so throw that in there, guys. Your most unique way (laughs) to save money while traveling. Christy says, bring sleeping bags and find some free floors. (laughs) Emily says, know enough Spanish to haggle for lower prices. We could just say, know the local language. Yeah. Cindy says, share the bill. Deb, flirt with anyone nearby, girls or guys, and tell funny (laughs) travel stories to make locals laugh and hope they buy you food, share your drinks. Um, all right, guys, nice. these are great. So keep those coming in. As those come in, um, I, we wanted to ask you, Nora, what are you most excited about for Camp Indy? Because there's a lot of things happening. So what are you most excited about for Camp Indy?
2: Well, uh, you know, despite having lived and traveled through and lived in over 60 countries, my favorite place in the world remains Cottage Country, which is my, the cottage country I know is about two hours north of Toronto. It's Canadian Shield country. There's nothing but lakes and beautiful cottages and, and the scenery, and you're in nature. And, the, you know, when I, when I saw that you guys were starting um, Camp Indy and I saw that picture of the lake, Uh, I immediately went back to cottage country. Mm. So uh, Camp Indy for me is going to be my cottage country experience. It'll be a chance for me to experience cottage country uh, outside of Muskoka, which is the area of Ontario that I'm referring to. Uh, And I just want to do all the cottagey stuff, you know, I want to go swimming and I want to chill out. There's going to be so many activities. I'm actually a little bit nervous. I'm like, I feel like I need to schedule like stuff. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of people. uh, There's a lot of amazing speakers like if there's, I don't really know how we're going to get it all done. But you know what, where there's a, we'll, world, there's a way. we'll
1: get it all done. One of the things we did do this first year, so you guys know, we, we specifically narrowed it down to a certain amount of speakers because there was a lot of people we wanted to have here. But we said we can't ram it too full with workshops and speakers because part of this experience is to go out and experience camp and wakeboard and zip line and paddleboard and have campfires. Right. And so we didn't want people to feel like they're missing out on on certain things. So we have it set up. Us, me, Jason. Uh, our camp director Vanessa, we've gone through. We've started to schedule stuff out, the whole camp indie team so that you will not feel like you're missing out. trust me. you we'll, stuff will be packed in there, but you will not feel like you're missing out um for sure. um so don't don't worry about that. Um all right, we've got we, we've got some answers coming in here. Um, yeah. have you seen any that you think candy, are a friends. winner here? <laughs> yeah, there are some well, great answers here.
2: there's uh, there are a ton. And you know what? I'm gonna go with the first answer. That is that that touches on uh, what I was getting after it was Anne. she said house sitting. Uh, I saved over $100,000 in my first 10 years of travel by getting free accommodation around the world and house sitting was just one of the ways that I did it. Uh and wow. house sitting, incidentally, is the, the the the, form of free accommodation that you can get that is most conducive to also running a location independent career. So Anne, uh, I, I choose Anne, she's the the grand winner of this one.
0: All Boom. Right.
2: Anne, nicely done. Casey yeah, and Casey, up with you.
0: Casey, yeah, Casey's gonna drop an email in there and just send her an email right now uh, with your information. So, awesome. we can and I will it. donate my
2: book. You don't have to buy it from me. I will donate <laughs> my book to this cause.
0: What is the, uh, some people are saying
1: I'm not creative enough. Just tell me the name of the book. I want to buy it. So <laughs> what is the, that's great. So what's the name of the book?
2: The name of the book is how to get free accommodation around the world for the cost of a hamburger. You'll learn about all these ways to get free accommodation, mm-hmm. uh, and, and all as well as how to run an online business at the same time. I'll drop in the uh, a link as well. Uh, once I get off the call.
1: Awesome. Okay, well, cool. Nora, thank you so much. It's going to be a blast. What's so crazy, Jay, about this is like we've talked to a lot of you so much and never actually met in person. Sometimes I
0: have to think. Well, well Nora have and I, I met hung out. We, you we've, guys, we hung out a few yeah. times now. We've hung out okay. at some brew pubs and some Thai well, restaurants. And guess I didn't get the invite. That's okay, <laughs> guys. What you would
1: no, but um, it's it's going to be an absolute awesome time. Again, like we've said to everyone, thank you for taking time out of your day today, but also for coming to camp. Um, you know, a lot of people on this call have a lot of amazing places they can go and things they can do. And we just truly appreciate you saying, one of the first people who said, yeah, I'm coming to camp. Like, I'm going to be at
0: camp. Let's do it. So we really, really appreciate
1: it.
2: Yeah, oh, I'm really so excited. Much, it's going to be great fun.
0: Yeah, we're psyched to have you. I really appreciate it. And we appreciate your time. And I can't wait to hang out with you
2: again. Woo!
0: Yes. Enjoy Greece.
2: Thank you very much. I will. (laughs) Thanks, Nora. Ciao, guys.